0: Hey, my name is Gavin, and I'm the producer of Off The Notepad. I just wanted to use this first bit to say thank you all for listening. We love to see the support that we get here at Off The Notepad. We love that like, that you all are listening to what is being said, and we, we appreciate you for it. Either way, I'm not going to take up too much more time. Thank you for listening. Share this podcast, these episodes with loved ones, friends, family, anyone who's willing to listen. And I will see you all at the break. Bye.
1: Wow. I feel really proud of myself for doing that. You could basically be a producer. <laughs> you Now you know everything. <laughs> like, who, who is introing this time? I think let's 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 set ground rules now so that we never forget the first protagonist is the person who intros that makes so much sense let's do that awesome okay <laughs> all right mm-hmm. welcome to off the notepad i am victoria d'angelo and i am Halika campbell and we are <laughs> the best creative writing majors in the world in the universe in alternate universes. It's true, actually, I didn't get to update you on this. Um, Not only are we the greatest human writers, we've also had a lot of popularity from the lizard community. Oh, fantastic. The underground lizard community or the ones on other planets? The underground, currently, oh, but nice, nice. from what I've heard, we're selling really well uh, interplanetary, so. Perfect, perfect. I'm so excited to meet all of our new lizard fans. It's true. Uh, they've actually come to join us in the live studio. Oh, nice. Hello. I you know. <laughs> Gavin, that was really insulting to our lizard fans. That was really... You're gonna have to cut that. That was upsetting. <laughs> All right, so today I have a protagonist for you. You do? I'm really excited about. I've actually been wanting to write this character myself for a long time, but I don't have anything to, like, put them in. So if this goes well, it's mine. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, no, throw them at me. Okay. This is a character with memory loss who keeps a notebook to record important events and or people in their lives. Oh, characters like that are so fun. I love when they come with like a little thing that you can mess with as an author, so it's like, "Mm, maybe someone else is writing in this journal, or maybe the journal isn't actually theirs. Or maybe someone steals it. Steals it, and it's gone. And then they don't know anything. Yep, 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 yep. I think since this is a protagonist you've put a lot of love into, I will give you a prompt that I've put a lot of love into. Okay, awesome. This is actually one I came up with during one of our many creative writing classes. You'll probably remember it, but it's... um. One day, everyone on the planet wakes up and realizes that all of the world's oceans have been replaced by an alien parasite. Oh, fascinating. So are we talking about, like, this alien parasite is liquefied, or is there, like, a bug inside of a canyon that was once an ocean? It could be both. What I like is that... um In my mind, the parasite is just a massive, like, gelatinous thing. Goo. And it's, yeah, it's goo. It's really gross. And all of the sea creatures are, like, stuck inside of it. Oh. But the parasite, because, like... The gelatinous cube. The gelatinous cube, um, which is now, like, a gelatinous ocean, is, like, still on top of what is left of Earth's water. Because I think that it eats so much that it just dies on top of it. Oh, So it's still, like, mimicking the movement of the waves, but it's just, like, it's so big and gross. Okay. So I don't really have a a plot tied to that. Maybe our protagonist is, like, trying to get rid of that. Maybe they don't remember what an ocean is. Oh. That'd be so interesting. Like, this character who doesn't know what the ocean is, and suddenly it's different and they don't realize it Mm -hmm. because that's not something you would ever write down in your journal right no unless you were like putting pictures in there like like this ocean the ocean is full of water which (laughs) is blue not green and the sea creatures move (laughs) yeah i mean it could also be someone who is like trying to keep track of the parasite's growth so like they're constantly writing notes in this journal oh yeah because maybe they don't realize that they're losing their memory maybe mm. they're they're just making notes and then all of a sudden they start having these more personal entries like the longer the story goes on where it's like i'm looking back through some of these and i don't recognize my own handwriting oh god so it's like it gets scarier and scarier so is our character trying to solve this problem is this problem solvable i think it could be it could be like if you just you could send the parasite back into space somehow Space so, vacuum. does that put our main character in a position that makes it realistic for him to solve the problem? Like, is he a scientist or astronaut or engineer? Oh, I, I love scientist characters. <laughs> it's a fault. It's a He's flaw. a scientist. He could be a scientist. I mean, I like if he's a scientist and he's trying to keep his journal like nice and tidy I also like alternatively this is a character who can't actually do anything about this Mm. but they're trying anyways Mm -hmm. so it's like it could just be someone who lives in this beach house alone and every day he goes down to like pick up trash because he thinks like these little things will do something because then it could be like a coming of age story but if he's a scientist like what is the what is the solution he's working towards well, I mean, for one, might be no apocalypse. That'd be nice. Mm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Mm. I don't know. I love the idea of this character with memory loss having, like, a really close connection with a lot of people. Like, really, really dedicated to his friends. And maybe one of them's like, God, I really loved the ocean. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you, what are you talking about? What's an ocean? So like, I would love at the beginning of this this narrative, you just see the main character opening their book and writing down, "Bring back the ocean for friend." Insert friend here. Oh, because then that makes the stakes are already pretty high. Yeah. Because it's also a scientist character, so failure is like not an option. Yeah. Because yeah. they always have to think like that, and I love them. Hmm. I also like the idea of the the memory loss is also really interesting because, like, if the protagonist is really close with a lot of people but he's losing his memories, he's going to forget people. Yeah. And he's not going to – eventually it's going to get to a point where he doesn't recognize the name he's fighting for. Oh, no. But I think what makes that – like, to add another layer of tragedy on top of that – I like that maybe he could be having this recurring dream where he's on the beach with what he knows to be the ocean, but slowly like doesn't recognize over time. Uh-huh. And there's a ton of faces around him, and they're all having a beach party. But as the dream continues, like throughout the story, the faces get blurrier. Mm-hmm. He starts to get scared of these people. starts to fight against them. Yeah, I want one of these dreams to just be him looking out the ocean and being like, "Why is it blue?" That doesn't make sense. Yeah, maybe almost being terrified of it too. Yeah, because like I imagine if the the jello parasite, like even though it mimics the crashing of waves, it's gelatinous. Like it's not going to make a sound when it moves. It just moves. Oh. So it's like the crashing of waves in that dream is going to be terrifying. Yeah, yeah. He's like standing over a cliff and it's stormy and there's just so much ocean noise. Mm-hmm. No, it's terrifying. Is this this gelatinous uh, substance, like, are we thinking, like, gelatinous cube? Like, it will uh, dissolve anything that touches it? I think anything that touches it gets sucked in. Okay. Stuff like that. Because that's how it's sort of treating, like, the sharks and the whales. They're just, like, stuck inside of it. Gotcha. Do those things not suffocate? It's either they suffocate or they're put into, like, some kind of stasis. One of those. Mm, I could see a stasis. Because, like, we could talk about what the politics of this world come to. Because then it's like, on one hand, this sucks because I can't quite get my boat across the gelatinous thing. But on the other, I can walk out there and I can just, like, yoink up a whale. Make a profit. What if our main character loses a friend into the gelatinous substance and erases their name out of their notebook? Because they just can't. Mm -mm, It's too much, so it's, like, scribbled out. I like it even better, too, because then the notes going from that point, obviously, they'll remember for maybe, like, the first couple of days, but they'll forget a while. Mm -hmm. Eventually, like, the observation notes are going to be, a human has gotten stuck in in this side because they're not going to move. Once you're in the gelatinous cube, you Mm -hmm. don't get out. God. You know... I want to amend that just slightly because I love all of that. But for like the first few days, maybe it's a week, maybe it's even longer than that. I want them to be like, I'm so terrified of forgetting them. I'm just going to think about them every single day. And then it reaches the point where it's like, I can't think about them anymore. I can't right. do that. This is, this is worse. Yeah. Oh. Just imagine finding out something like that every single day. Oh, yeah. My best friend is stuck inside yeah because you know what at first i think it's like well i'll get them out like i'm working to get rid of this parasite but as time goes on it becomes more and more daunting more Mm -hmm. and more unbearable nothing is getting out of this cube Mm -hmm. unless you're yoinking it up and killing it Mm -hmm. so it's like ooh, god that's rough yeah i'm curious if things stay alive when they come out because you mentioned like yoinking a whale out of this gelatinous glue glue goo and that stands to reason that the people would find out oh is anything in that goo still alive because when you pull it out like you find out if it's alive or not but i'm entranced with the idea of just like they don't know oh yeah something gets stuck in there and you're like are they alive are they dead yeah because it's like i hmm, i like the politics of well, now we have a lot of uh, sea creatures that are just, like, freely being taken. I also like the idea of they can't get into the goop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, anything they put into the goop, it does not come out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, then the parasite just becomes a major world issue. And mm-hmm. that m- thousands, hundreds, billions of scientists are trying to solve. Oh, yeah. We just happen to be following our protagonists in particular. What is the... What does the ending look like for this story? Does our sci- is our scientist the one to solve the problem of the goop? Because I feel like he's not. Yeah, it feels, it feels too narratively correct. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like that's the, well, of course he figured it out. He's the protagonist. Right, 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 yeah. right, right, right. But I also, I don't think he's capable of it. Like he's losing his memories, but he's also, he's so emotional. He's yeah. lost people to the goop. A scientist who could solve this would be one who has no attachment to the ocean. I want his notes to help, though. You think so? I want someone to get their hands on his notebook. I want I want that so bad. I want someone to steal his notebook. Oh, yeah. <sighs> I kind of like the idea of a second scientist um, stealing the notebook and making, like, little corrections Ooh. to the notes, mm-hmm. like, just sort of absentmindedly, because I'm... God, I just love asshole scientists too, so I like having a secondary lead who's like, yeah, who doesn't really care about the stakes, but is just like, well, it's wrong, so I'm correcting it. Yeah, I'm torn between maliciously stealing the notebook because, like, this is that guy's memories, and that's such a terrible thing to do, and I love that, mm-hmm. and like just taking the notebook because they think it's a scientific notebook. I really love that secondary option. And I feel like that's what it starts out as, too. Yeah. Because at first, like, the scientist isn't losing his memory. But then over time, it just becomes so much more personal. hmm Because that's also, like, what makes the, the notes more cherished to the reader. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that you know that's not just a scientific journal. Yeah. Yeah. But to asshole scientists, well, it's just incorrect. I want asshole scientists to find out, like, halfway through... That this is actually a journal containing his memories and then edit those. Oh, yeah. I think I think he starts editing those. He's like, this is like, you're not supposed to put this into a scientific journal. Keep this in your diary. Oh, (laughs) like just little comments like that. And then like just correcting him like, um, oh, gosh. Like, no, this is not what the ocean has always looked like. This parasite landed here in this year at this date. You were there. Mm hmm. And then I think it becomes more personal, too. It's like you, because Asshole Scientist slowly realizes what's going on before Scientist, Scientist does. Mm -hmm. So Asshole Scientist, I think that's how we redeem Asshole Scientist in that part where Asshole Scientist goes, clearly you need someone to help you. Oh, he's getting redeemed? Okay. Yeah, real fast. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) No, because I imagine that this story is, like, the story is the notes. Mm-hmm. so it's like we see a lot of asshole scientists corrections from the beginning but as they get more and more personal and they start having conversations maybe through passing the notebook back and forth mm-hmm. that's when asshole scientist becomes maybe just a little less of an asshole scientist mm. God. can we talk about form really quick i adore like using strike through in oh, fictional pieces yeah no it's so cool like i just i want this to be like an actual journal entry and you see the strike through and maybe in parentheses or brackets what asshole scientists wrote down instead oh yeah i just like the idea of really messy pages yeah and like oh my god just additions pages torn out blackout blackout lots of blackout yeah even though i imagine it can't be handwritten because these notes are probably like typed up like, I like the idea of, like, ink splotches, things getting messier as the journal goes on. Mm-hmm. Because then after a while, too, you're going to forget that asshole scientist is here. So it's like, now you're working with this second voice, which you're not sure belong. Like, you don't know who it belongs to, if it's yours or someone else's. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could... I mean, theoretically, you could affect the font if you wanted to. It's just a little odd. But I think you could totally put, like, ink blotches, like just wrap around the text Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or just messing with like textures like look i tried to keep some of the gelatinous goop in my journal oh (laughs) that didn't work out (laughs) i want the when they do hit the solution because i feel like i know asshole scientist has to be the one or anyone else honestly who comes the solution i want the solution to the goop to be like ridiculously simple oh like it's just it's a throw salt on it yeah i was just thinking salt (laughs) Like, they just toss a certain kind of refined salt, and it just, like, starts to sliver into itself. Mm-hmm. So then, like, all of the world has to come together and throw salt at the goop. I love it. It is sitting on top of a bed of salt water, so that's a little... It hmm, is. You'd have to work with, like, the purification of the salt or something like that. Yeah. Or whatever substance it is. It doesn't have to be salt. It could be sugar. It could be sugar. That would be funny. Yeah, I don't Like, it's just so ridiculously non-complicated because then we also get that final scene where scientist is looking out at what's left of the new ocean Mm. and what that looks like because obviously this parasite like drank a lot of the ocean Mm -hmm. to be sitting on top of it where no one can really see it yeah so it's like maybe there's still like a coral reef sticking above Mm. because nothing nothing can return to what it was yeah 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 Gosh. I want I want this character to have like a mental breakdown right there on the shore of the beach and this would be like really climactic, but he like throws his notebook into the goop because he's so frustrated. He's so upset. He's lost so much and then 2 seconds later have a panic attack because he just lost his notebook. He just and maybe he writes that in the notebook too or he's like I tried to throw this into the into the goop. Luckily it didn't sink all the way so I was still able to grab it just in time but like it was just i was so angry, i was so emotional. I almost lost everything. Mhm. It's like oof. It's either that or I want asshole scientist to have like a page in there like I took this out of the goop for you. Oof. Oh. Like, this is the only lifeline you have to your memories. I'm not going to take care of you. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he is, because he's not the biggest asshole. Moral of the story, just throw salt on it. Yeah, just throw salt on it. Or maybe sugar, question mark? (laughs) In any case, thanks for joining us for the first segment. Shall we see you after the break? We of course are seeing you after the break, right? You wouldn't listen to like half an episode and then stop that'd be ridiculous we'll see you there we'll see you Where (laughs) else?
0: I know you've all heard it before but hey I hope you all enjoyed that first segment as much as I have Uh, it's truly an honor to be able to listen to these pieces and edit them before they come out and yeah I I love this position either way uh, next up we see the strained relationship between a sheriff and their deputy when a town deals with a new element of power we'll say either way hope you all enjoyed this next segment and i will see you all in the next episode bye
1: hello welcome back to off the notepad we just had to take like a 10 minute break because we were fucking with our producer and he got very mad at us for recording on the wrong line it's true it's like apparently supposedly it's like podcast etiquette to jump on a second line to record your second half I don't understand it myself. And I don't personally care. We just decided to do it this one time for him. Yes, and he really appreciated that. He better. <sighs> okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have a protagonist for you. You're pretty sure? Pretty sure. Okay, cool. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you emotionally prepared? No. Okay, good. <laughs> That's how I like to present these. So today... In this second half, we have the town sheriff, a kind, gruff local authority, an intense skeptic when it comes to the supernatural, but a believer in the good of people. This character is typically punished for their close-minded view and inability to think outside the box. They find success once they put their trust in the unknown and take the leap they never thought they could. Oh, I love that inhale. What prompt do you have for me? So, here is my prompt for you. Someone close to you has developed a superpower alongside of ten percent of the human population. How does society react to this, and how does our protagonist react to this? Oh, our skeptic local authority. Yes, that one. Can we first can we establish that he's a he's a small town small town cop? Is that yeah, okay? Yeah. I love small town sheriffs. They're so edgy for no reason. Like, mm-hmm. oh, your wife died. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Real original personality. Um, okay. Has developed superpowers. I take it our protagonist hasn't. Because mm, that kind of yeah. sounded like what the prompt was hinting at. Yeah. But a very close friend of the sheriff. Yeah. The deputy. Oh, the deputy. Okay. So we have our our older sheriff. We have our deputy. I think I want our deputy to be like the... Um, she's like new... She's a rookie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rookie oh, cop, yeah. older cop, yeah. Classic dynamic. She's. I think she loves this town. She loves people. Mm-hmm. But I kind of think she has anger issues. Oh. I think she has a lot of unresolved things. And oh. when she gets these powers, whatever they may be, I think she uses them for bad things. Mm-hmm. Is she born and raised in this town? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was a horse girl, for sure. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Call back. Follow us on Instagram and DM us if you want to see Halika draw a horse. Yeah, you're gonna have to pay me thousands of dollars to do that, or just I don't know. Listen to our episodes. (laughs) Um, No, I think she's like, I want her to start off as like the very cliche, like can do, sir. Like Mm -hmm. loves animals, loves people. But I I want her to have like very strong opinions about her work, and for Sheriff to be like, no, you can't do it like that. Yeah, I, I like the, um, I think the power instance actually happens, like, at the end of chapter one. So, like, the first part of chapter one is then like, running a normal crime, like, I don't know, maybe Dave breaks into the local store, and it's like, Dave, yeah. we told you if you had money problems, come to us. Yeah. And I think, I think our deputy has that normal speech where it's like, don't you wish something more would happen in this town? Oh, God. And Sheriff is like, absolutely not. <laughs> what? Shut up. My day's a good day if I have no work to do. Oh, and he says exactly that. Yeah. He's like, he's so happy. And he tells her, too, he's like, you wouldn't understand. We used to have crime all the time. Yeah. And then I became sheriff and cracked down, and it's been like that for the last 30 years. hmm. And she's like, yeah, well, I guess maintaining the peace is pretty important. Yeah. And then she gets powers. And I want this powers thing to happen and like, there's got to be some bad people in town who are using it wrong. And then Sheriff is like, oh, these powers are what's the problem? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, fear of the unknown. He doesn't understand them. He goes, we need to. I don't think he goes, we need to detain everyone who has a power. But I think. But does the government? Oh, I think the government does. Or alternatively, because I feel like government hunts down people with powers. It's very it's very Marvel. It's very X-Men. Mm. It could also be like this powers thing is hitting us all really strong uh we can't exactly detain people who can stop time so on and so forth mm-hmm. um but maybe i mean i mean i mean you, you could <laughs> you could it just you could i've just written kinda. that once <laughs> it's true <laughs> maybe <laughs> you could <laughs> you, just, you get the right technology you know and you just boop, get some some bracers on Time means nothing if they're stuck in a metal box. It is true. Keep them in the box. They can't get out. Um, oh, God, what was I saying? It could also be, like, we can't, we can't stop everyone with power, so let's start... Let's get progressive. Let's educate people on how to use their powers. Well, it's like, I feel like if we let the government be nice to the people, then we can let everyone else get really mean, you know? Okay. So it's like... The government, you know, world governments are like, okay, this is a problem, but we're just going to work on educating people. We're going to work on protecting civilians who don't have powers Mm. because they will be taken advantage of. We know this. Um, But immediately, like we already have power hierarchy. Oh, yeah. Like it's just without a question. Um, And Sheriff is like, this is kind of shit. Yeah, (laughs) I hate my job now. (laughs) So now we're in this small town. Uh, Sheriff has been told by the government, like, you need to educate these people. I don't think Sheriff wants to do that. No, I feel like Sheriff is being, like, low-key discriminatory, but, like, maybe he's not trying to, but it's just, like, you know, it makes sense in his brain, like, oh, take the super people... And put them in their own classroom, away from the normal people. Oh, yeah. You know? Because they have to learn. They have to learn. They have to learn. And what do, what do normal people need to learn about power shit? Like, that's not, that's not on us. hmm When in reality, everyone needs to be educated in the new circumstances. So he's very—I think he is extremely ignorant. I think he starts getting kind of, like, standoffish with Deputy, because Deputy's, like, developing her powers— I want them to be really destructive, like almost pyrokinesis, but worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it just gets, it's more and more explosive. Explosion. She is Bakugo. She could be Bakugo. She could be Bakugo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I really do want her to have like some kind of explosion, like control over that sort of energy, that mm-hmm. sort of momentum. Mm-hmm. So I think she uses it once to catch someone else. And at first it's this moment of oh my god, I can't believe I did that. But then it becomes pride. Oh my god, I did that! <laughs> yes, exactly. And she turns to Sheriff, and it's just this, like, he makes this face at her that she has never seen him make before. Oh he looks at her the way he looks at criminals. Oh no. And that is where we start getting, like, the, the steps of that rift in their relationship, because now she knows what he thinks of her. He doesn't have to say anything. She knows. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god. That's so rough. She's just doing the best that she can. Yeah. But now she's getting... She's starting to get hints that the our protagonist is you know, discriminatory. Because he is. Yeah. And she's figuring that out. I think she stages a coup eventually. A coup? Yeah, I think we get to that point. Because people with powers are going to do that. If you yeah. have the ability to do it, you're going to be tempted. Yeah. And eventually someone is going to be won over by that. I think it's our deputy. Interesting. My instinct when... You were talking about her using her powers, and the the sheriff giving her that look is like that's that's when the fight happens. That's when they get in a fight. Oh yeah, I think she calls him out on it. She's like, "Why are you looking at me like that?" He's like, "I'm not looking. I'm not not even doing anything." she's like, "No, like you're don't." I could see him getting violent too. Like, what the hell is the matter with you? You can't do that. You can't use superpowers yeah like you that's dangerous you could have hurt someone maybe she did hurt someone maybe there was yeah a bystander. and it's like i think it's barely a scrape on this bystander but he takes it so personally he blows it out of proportion oh yeah because the fact of the matter is she still hurt someone and she's like it was like it's a scrape and it was an accident of course i don't have perfect control i just got this but i'm learning and it's something we can use and he's like no never do that again I yeah. never want to see you using those powers. Oh yeah, well, yes, yes, yes. Because like like, the 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 normal healthy response to that is oh practice somewhere where you can't hurt somebody. Yeah. And the deputy the deputy the sheriff is like just never do it again. Yeah. Pretend never. it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Because he wants to pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. Because then I think we have an arc where she is obviously she's gonna practice in the woods. She's gonna practice wherever. She's gonna starts me- a forest fire. Please. Oh yeah, she does. But it's a mysterious forest fire. So he goes in, you know, runs in and cleans it up. Deputy is, for whatever reason, already there. (laughs) And she's, like, helping him. And for a moment, a singular moment, he feels comfortable with her again. Because she's not using her powers. She's just helping. And I think he comments on it, too. He's like, it's nice, you know, just helping people, being normal. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, yeah, whatever you say. Definitely didn't cause this fire. Do we get another... Climactic explosion. There, does he see something or make a joke or something and find out? I think we see, or should he find out later? I think he finds out later. I think they probably find some evidence of like another superpowered person there. Because again, I think she's making friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when he makes that comment about being normal, mm-hmm. I think there's like a look in her eyes that's just like hatred. Mm. And it's a it's a flashing moment. He blames the fire for it, you know, the dimness of the night. Maybe that's not how she looked at him. It is. Mm. She hates him now. Yeah. And I think she's never felt more isolated by someone. hmm And she's going to lash out. Can we have... I want to inject a third character into this, and I don't know who they are, but this is a character who has also gotten powers but hates themselves for it. They don't want this. Can it be a? Can it be like a, a teenager in the high school? <laughs> yes, I want. I De- want a wait, deb- kid. Deputy's younger brother. Oh younger my sibling. god! Yeah, it's you know I want like little brother. I want little brother. He's in his senior year. Yeah, um, and I think. I wanted, I just wanted to be an emo boy. I think it's funny. <laughs> emo boy hates himself. Like, it's pretty on brand. Skinny emo boy. Loves hoodies. Oh, loves hoodies. Uh, black nail polish for fun. For flavor. Um, but I want him to have, like, another set of bombastic powers. Mm-hmm. Like, powers that typically go to, car- like, charismatic people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the power of light. Or it's the power of rainbows. Like, something. sure, sure, sure. Something sure. that is so noisy. And he's like... I think he keeps accidentally using it. Oh, no. So it's like he's calling He whore. hates drawing attention to himself. He does. And he gets so much of it. And I think people like it, though. Oh, I think he gets attention for he it. He gets popular. Like, yeah. People are like, that's so cool. Can you do that again? And he's like, I really don't want to. God. This, this, I feel like this doesn't have to be in any of the characters that we're talking about right now. But I'd heard, I heard someone make a superpower once that I adored. It was this character who could turn invisible, but only when they were crying. <gasps> and so every time, then they weren't like, they didn't completely know that they had it, at least during part of the story. And so every time they were crying and someone walked past them, they're like, oh, they just don't care about me. They just don't care. They don't see. Oh my God. <laughs> That'd be really good. I'd love for that to be one of the other... um high schoolers that emo emo's best am. friend emo's best friend perhaps emo's love interest like something just someone who's there because then i think emo boy can connect with this person where it's like your power is inconvenient so is mine yeah and we can bond over that because then we have like that really QTB b plot and then the a plot is <laughs> deputy stages a coup yes oh my god deputy tries to get her brother on board and he has a fighting match with her oh yeah yeah he's upset it's like you can't you can't do that like there are people who live here who can't protect themselves from what you're trying to do yeah god i want him to hate the powers so much like what's so good about this mm-hmm. I'm trying to think about where this story is going i think we need an arc for a protagonist we've kind of strayed away from him for that's a bit. true we need i need him to not be so discriminatory and i think he has to get there by engaging with the emo boy Mm. i think i think he starts looking for deputy because deputy starts shirking work because that becomes less important to her mm-hmm. and i think in doing that he starts like he picks up emo boy and he's like hey i need to talk to you about your sister and emo boy's like uh <laughs> yeah i can't stand her right now i can't stand her like i don't but emo boy also understands what his sister's trying to do because they talk Mm-hmm. So he understands it a lot better than the sheriff is. And mm-hmm. by having conversations, because there has to be multiple conversations, mm-hmm. I think sheriff goes, maybe the reason why she's acting out is because I didn't give her a space to mm-hmm. like be in. I didn't give her room to be who she wanted to be. I just forced what I wanted. I kind of want one of the, the turning points to be, I'm just imagining this emo kid with explosions, but he can have anything else to like... I don't know, maybe him and Sheriff are at a fucking cafe together, because what else do you do when you're a sheriff? You take youngsters to cafes. And they're chatting about Deputy, and maybe emo boy reaches for the salt or something, and he lets off a little small explosion, and he goes, oh, I'm so sorry, I can't help it. I know it's stupid. And and Sheriff is like, wow, he doesn't have control over that. He can't do anything about it. Yeah. Oh, just seeing firsthand that inconvenience. Yeah. And ha- Yeah, because you know what? Emo Boy is so upset over having powers that yep. like the sheriff totally understands, but Emo Boy is also trying to make it work, because he can't get rid of them. Yeah. And I think that's what the sheriff doesn't understand. Yeah. Ooh. That's cool. Okay, so now we have... I Obviously, this has to take more you know, progression. A deputy is making her friends. She's gathering more people for her inevitable takeover. Mm-hmm. Um... Where do we head next? I feel like our climax is, like, we have the our trio meet up somewhere. Something is on fire. There's a fight. hmm Then what? What if there's a fight between superpowered people and normal people? And there's, like, superpowered people on the normal side, too, who's like, no, you can't do this to normal people. Right. And... Deputy and Sheriff show up and Emo Boy's there for whatever reason because we love Emo Boy. Oh, yeah. He's always there. (laughs) And they're just kind of staring down the situation for a moment. And then Sheriff asks Deputy their opinion. What do you think we should do? Oh, oh, I love that. (laughs) Because then I feel like they've also been... There's a moment where they're just beating the shit out of each other. Like, I think it's a fist fight between them. Mm -hmm. And then they stop and they look around. And they just realize, like, how much shit has been going on. Mm -hmm. Like, at this point, it's hard to tell who is on whose side. Yeah. And in that moment where Sheriff, like, reaches out and goes, well, what do you want to do? Because it's like, I may not agree with you. You may have started this. You're still the deputy. And I'm still the sheriff. Yeah. So how how about we stop this together? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And it's so good because, like, before this, it was just a very much no i don't value your opinion i don't value who you are do it my way Mm -hmm. what do you think we should do so then deputy leads the realizing like what she's done is terrible oh yeah um she she starts to communicate with the people on her side with the people that aren't on her side they put everything out i think on a very optimistic note even though things are dangerous i don't think these people are are like capable of killing each other yeah, yeah. so i think there's just a lot of injured injured people who are being carted out but nobody dies yeah cuz then i think that final conversation between deputy and sheriff is deputy goes i have to i have to resign and sheriff's like no like you're near my deputy and she goes no i have to make up for what i did mhm so she does some community service. <laughs> oh. She becomes a teacher for superpowered people. Yes, yes. But I think Sheriff also, like whatever that community service is, he's also joining in on it. Because oh, yeah. he's done maybe not as much harm Sheriff as Sheriff becomes her deputy. Sheriff becomes her deputy. Sometimes the real deputy was in you all along. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think that's this kind of story that needs to end on a happy note. Just oh, because yeah. of like, those issues of 100%. discrimination. That's such a cute ending. I love that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I think the invisible character, whoever they end up being, I think at the very end, they realize that their invisibility, like they can't control it when they're crying, but they start crying and for the first time they don't go invisible. Like it's tears of happiness or something affects oh, that. Oh, yeah. And Evil Boy turns is like, Oh, my God, you're crying. You're crying. Aww. It's like just this precious moment. Where oh, like, no, I love that tears of happiness. Yeah, like, oh, my God. It'd be so cute. Just send it cutely. Like, let it, yes. Let it be. Yes. Oh, I've never been so happy to have a happy ending. I don't like happy endings, but that was... That was, <laughs> that was like, it was very satisfactory. Yeah, 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 yeah. Write that one. Send it to us at our podcast email. Which is off the notepad at Gmail. I didn't forget. Or follow us on Instagram at off the notepad and DM us or comment on anything that has ever come out, even if it was 20 years ago, because we've had it for that long. You haven't been following us for 20 years? What kind of fan are you? How dare you? I won't gatekeep. You can follow us whenever, <laughs> I guess. But you do have to listen to our 20 years worth of episodes. Absolutely. Follow us now. Yes, yes. All right, we will catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.